This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast, where it's a very special edition. We've got uh, the 2,000 guineas on Saturday, the 1,000 guineas Sunday, lots and lots of action, and the best pundits to hopefully line your pockets with silver this weekend. And I've got with me tonight, John Lane. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. I'm so excited about this. My laptop's at eye level. <laughs> I know for a fact John, John's, John's definitely got some good notes for this weekend. It's something for you to look forward to. Uh, next in line, Andy Richmond. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. Yeah, hopefully Andy's got plenty of good good stuff for us tonight. And last, and certainly not least, making his debut for 2022, um, after several appearances last year, is a flat guru, uh, Nick Davis, Zilzal89 on Twitter. Good evening, Nick. Good evening, Lee. I'm going to break the second lighters I've had on your show. I think yes. I'm doing that nine bets in about five seconds at about big prices. So well, we will this see. Is, this is the good thing. It's a clean slate in the naps table. And um, obviously, we don't want Quentin Franks to win again. So if anyone wins by Quentin Franks, fantastic. I may or may not have laid a big bet on Quentin Franks <laughs> to, win, to win this year's naps table. Yeah, but you so do the same. You do the table. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. So let let's go. Let, let's do this. Um, right. Without further ado, then, because it is a very busy show, I will crack on uh, with our best bets for the weekend. So I'll I'll kick us off. Um, we go to the first Cunt Cup uh, for my um, uh, first bet, and we had the winner, me and John, last year at thirty-three to one of this, but I don't think. Uh, we're going to get a price like that this time, well, especially in my selection. I don't know what John's going for, but Del Grey Boy in, in the 205. There's 14 to 1 available. Um, it's going to be one point on the nose for me. Uh, Timmy to be uh, Duran Fentiman's in the saddle. Good old frog eyes. Um, uh, Duran, Duran, he, um, he'll, he'll certainly um, give it all he's got. Um, Amy War was on at Haydock, and you know I'm no disrespect for Amy War, but but obviously she wasn't going to get the best out of it for me. Um, I had my sort of reservations last week at Haydock uh, with the jockey booking. Maybe that was just the, the the prep for this. Interesting to see on the BHA, um, it said raced um, uh, uh, sort of like what was it? What's my notes? Here we go. Um, ran partially shod. Jo- John. If, if, if an horse runs partially shod, so that basically means it, like they've asked for it to run partially shod. Is that correct? No. What's probably happened is probably spread a plate on the way to the post. And they can't be bothered to get the... You can actually say, yeah, can't you, you want it to run without the plate or not? Right. That, that's and, probably... And, yeah, because... No no, I'm not asked because she's only out for a blow. <laughs> well, that, well, that's it. So, so anyway, so, so that's pretty good then. So, a bit, bit of facts there if you didn't know that, uh, uh, listeners. Uh, Del Grey Boy, I think um, he's certainly well weighted enough of 84. I'll judge on that Haydock effort anyway. I, th- I think he's in, in very good heart. Um, just a couple of interesting stats that, that 
two of, only two of the last ten winners have been rated ninety two or higher, and that's from sixty six runners. And six of the last ten winners have been rated eighty four to eighty eight. So we fit in nicely there, eighty four. So Duran Duran, hope he's hungry like the wolf. And that's <laughs> one point one point win for me at fourteen's Del Grey Boy in the first cup. Okay, Nick, you're making your debut in twenty twenty two. Let's have some fireworks. Right then, you're going to have to big forgive the last round of this one. It ducked left at the start, was very fizzy, ran wide. Uh, it wasn't a good run, but the fact that they've got Doyle back on this gives me some inspiration. It's got good form on um, the July course and you know, ups and downs will do it good. It meets Black Rod on far better terms than it was a neck between them. It's a course called Apollo One, oh. and it's a very big price. Doyle's back on where he was on when it was second to Black Rod at, on the July course, and this could be very. That's a good. a good form earlier in the season, last season with Rohan, which will lead me into one of my other bets later. Mm. But this this one's big at twenty fives. It's been nibbled. I think it's about twenty fives, thirty threes. I've seen some 33s. I'm just going to check that. Um, so that's Apollo 1. Yeah, I think I've seen 33. If we can get the prices, um, you've, you've certainly got that, sir. Get the race up. 150 race. That would be... There's um, plenty of 33s there for where I'm looking. Yep, 33s with Paddy Power, William Hill, uh, Betfair, uh, at the time of recording. So 33s for you, Nick. Yep, one point win. Yeah, um, that, that's actually a neck behind Blackrod as well. Um, and like last much last better season. terms. Yeah, yeah much, much better. better terms, and that would be a seventeen to two chance, nine to one chance with the books Blackrod. So a nice choice there. Uh, one point on the nose. Double carpet thirty-three oh one. Brilliant. Thanks, Nick. Great selection. Sure, some of our listeners love a big price, and that 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 could be uh, interesting indeed with James Dole in the saddle. Andy Richmond coming to you. Right. I'm going to, uh, like Mr. Norman, who's bunked off on us tonight, I'm going to Hexham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Hexham. <laughs> it's all that racing, I'm going to Hexham. It was a bit yeah. of a toss-up. There was a toss-up for the two one for the one-pointer uh, for uh, for the jumpers. It was either going to be Frankie de Burley, at, uh, who I think is incredibly well handicapped in the 330 at Utoxeter, but in the end, we've gone for 4th of July in the 820 at Hexham. Um, it's a scrap race, to be honest with you. Um, but he ran a very good third of 10 last time out of Carlisle in a class two handicap. And this is nowhere near that. Um, he's actually four pound out the handicap last time, gets in off his proper mark this time, um, ran behind two horses who have been pretty consistent this year. Will Bari and Armetti can in their grade. Uh, he wasn't beaten, OK, he was beaten about 17 lengths in the end. But to be honest with you, I think he could have got a little bit closer. He fared, certainly fared best of those who were held up out the back. Um, and I think they might actually let it run, uh, <laughs> allegedly, more on its merits this evening. He certainly finished with a bit of running left. If you want to watch the race, it's the 27th of March uh, at Carlisle. Um, can't remember what time it was now. Uh, it was the uh, the 2.26. It was one of those... Um, Go North one man series final it was, uh, but he came uh, he came third in that and I think um, everything is right for a, a bit of a, a win tomorrow night at Hexham the eight twenty in the old nightcap so I'll have a point on that at fourth of July in the eight twenty at Hexham. 
Good stuff. Point win for Andy. Fourth of July, hundred to thirty available. In fact, no, seven to two with William Hill. Fantastic. Yep. Seven. So even a, a little bit extra there. Uh, every little helps. And uh, that's for uh, trained by our Mike Smith. Good old our Mike Smith. Our <laughs> Mike Smith. Yeah. Yeah, we like we like our Mike Smith. <laughs> so so seven to two for Andy. Nice start, John. For your third best, please. I'm afraid already at this early stage we've got an overlap. Oh. Um, I'm also going in the, I'll be very careful how I say this, the Thirsk Hunt Cup. <laughs> okay. And this is our old friend from last year, Mick Windmill, and he's asked Trey Fleurs. Um, now, as we know, the Stirl won it last year. This, this one ran better than first appearances suggest in the Spring Cup at Newbury. They had expressed concern over the ground being a bit on the dead side for him that day. No such worries here, I don't think. I think this ground will probably be Airedale. I also think it's probably better suited to a turning track than a straight one. Um, this horse was rated in the, in the hundreds back in the day in France. Now, obviously, not as good with Mick, but who would be? Um, <laughs> he's indicating he's got a race of this nature in him. Never more so than at York last year when he ran behind Christ Turn. The thing that's tempering enthusiasm is a possible lack of pace in the race and the wide draw. I'm not, I'm not exactly clear in my head how Sil might ride this. I'm hoping he just misses a bait and drops right in onto the rail and rides for luck. But I'm, I'm going to go half a point each way, around eight to one. Interesting. Um, if so I can just chip in there, uh, John, it's interesting that, because I actually had it down as a, as we talking about it with the ITV races later on, it's the only race from Thirsk on the ITV, but Shannon yeah. won that race with, obviously with Storting last year. And he ran um, Storting on the same Newbury card as Trey Fleur ran in last year, uh, this time around. Obviously, Trey Fleur was in the Spring Cup and he ran uh, Storting in the 10 furlong handicap, which ends that card. So maybe similar sort of similar sort of pattern there uh, developed mm, with yeah. uh, Nick Windmill. Yeah, I would agree with Trey Fleur, John. I, I think it, when I saw... But I saw it last year, one at Sandown. One at Sandown very, very well that day. And then he got a mare of a run at Ascot later on the thing. And I had it down. We were going to talk about the Hunt Cup. I, uh, I had that down. My two ones were your twos, Trey Fleurs and Delray Boy. Because I think Cruyff, <laughs> turn, Cruyff turns up at the top of its handicap. Yeah. The uh, one has got nothing in hand and it doesn't win many races. Dubai loves a possible. The Queen one's got the coffin boxing one. But I, I yeah, I thought that Trey Fleurs, he just missed out on mine because of as you say, I don't know about the pace of the race. I think but, there's a uh, really I think there's another interesting one in there as well. Uh, probably for later in the year. That the other Easterby horse called Snash. Yes, I I, I look that at that. Really go back and watch its race last time out. Uh, the seventh at Haydock is um I'll term it interesting. Mm, yeah, and, and, they, and that day they put Stopper Tom on. Yeah. You know, he, he might have won 14 pre, pre-Abbeys, but um, they certainly know when to put Stopper Tom on. It's um, the only time Stopper Tom's off, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you fancy riding in the Abbey, Tom? Well, yeah, this one. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, 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 good good stuff, chaps, that. So, like, future future wants to follow the snap. Yeah, and, uh, keep, an eye, keep an eye on that. 
Oh, and, don't, and, and while we're on that race, don't believe any old horse shit you hear on the TV about a wide draw bit over what is essentially a mile race at Thirsk uh, being a bad draw, because that is the biggest load of old bullshit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah only... that's why I said Quinn's got the coffin one. He's, yeah. he's drawing one. Yeah, yeah. horrible. He's only one winner in the last 10 years have been, been drawn at five or under. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's, but you'll get you'll get you'll. I've heard people, and I won't name names, but I've heard people on the racing channels going about. Oh, it's a great draw on the inside. No, it's bloody well not. Look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, <laughs> John's he is wankering. Uh, half, half, half a point each way. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not here. I'm having no the camera. Right? Man's not here. <laughs> half each way for John. Trey floors at eight to one. Um, in the first Gunk Cup, clashing with places that one, aren't it? No, four you get in. That's it. That's all you can have. Four. That's because you're Naps Table leader. Um, yeah, you get you get more if you're not in front. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, 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 no. It's four places. Did you check out all checkers? There's only Skybet, and 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 no one can get on with Skybet. There's no one in the world can get on with Skybet. Um, and anyone that's left that's getting on with Skybet. Just do something else, <laughs> right? Anyway, so we move on to our second best bets, and I'll spin the wheel back back round the other way. So, John, I'm coming to you for your second best because you're in great form. I, I can sense it. It's turning into the Happy Tim show. This um, <laughs> in the 130 at first, Barney's boy. This was strong in the market for a seasonal debut, which suggested. It was on a mark that Tim was finally happy with after several not-offs towards the middle and back end of last year. Um, I thought he looked proper slack myself, but what do I know? Um, then, surprisingly, he weakened inside the final furlong in the manner of a horse that was proper slack. But um, the soft ground maybe found him out a bit as well there, close on. He's sure to do loads better here, and I mean sure. He's got a good draw. He's undeniably well handicapped. Six runs ago, he's ridden off 86. He's off 74 here. This is an absolute snip at 9 to 1. One point each way, wanker in. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I mean, it's, like you said, John, it, 9 to 1 each way. Uh, Tim's second timeout system. Uh, at this time of year, often pays dividends. And uh, Barney's Bay, I agree with John. I think I think probably will step forward. So nine to one for John, four pegs, um, one fifth the odds. Um, so one each way for John. Cheers, John. Um, we'll move on to Andy Richmond. Back to you, Andy, for right. your going to go. Two. I am going to I am going to give one on the flat because I thought I should. Um, <laughs> the five twenty five yeah. at Newmarket. Um, a horse called Vespasian. Who hasn't won on the turf yet for the uh, the CRISPR duo Simon and Ed? Don't mean we've got a name for them yet. Um, but <laughs> but uh, the, um, it won it won twice last year um, as a uh, two year old. Both on the it's the first time it's run on turf. But the uh, the run back um, this year at Lingfield, um, I don't think Ross Coakley won on it twice last year. Could get on get, get in any more trouble than he did finishing sixth of 12 
Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. He didn't have the best of draws, but he had loads to do. The thing finished strongly. Finished with loads of running left. Um, just looked open to improvement. Um, you know, he tried the old slingshot tactics around Lingfield. It didn't really come off for him. Uh, felt a bit sorry. He only got beaten just under four lengths into six. Uh, Neil Callan uh, takes over. Um, I've got no idea about the draw at Newmarket tomorrow. You chaps might have, because they seem to, watching today, although they weren't big fields, they seem to explore every blade of grass, even with the small fields there. But drawn 11, hopefully it'll be on the, the right side or we'll have a fair track if he doesn't water the shit out of it at Newmarket overnight, because it, uh, it looked fairly quick there today. But this has definitely got more handicaps in it, even if it doesn't win today. Um, there's one other in the race I'm a little bit scared of, uh, called Harry Three, who ran a nice race last time out, but Vespasian looks to be um, looks as though he may well have a few pounds in hand if this uh, son of acclamation can um, can uh, transfer his all weather form to the turf. So I'll have a couple of points on Vespasian. Couple of points on the nose for Andy at five to one. Um, interesting that the, the Vespasian first time on the turf. Acclamations as a rule improve. Uh, mm. For turf overall weather, just just on the statistics, so uh, that that bodes well for Andy there for his second choice. Um, trying the f- turf for the first time. That, Neil, that form Neil, last time out has been frankly as well the sec the second leap abroad when and won. Um, yeah. There hasn't been much else has come out. There's nothing else has come out of the race, and it did look a it looked a it looked a decent race to be honest with you. So I'm hopeful it'll be able to take a nice step forward. I've got a feeling that could be strong form because the mm. winner. Uh, uh, Asa, uh, trained by Carl Asa, uh, the northern twangler, uh, trained by Carl Burke. That finished second to the Guineas horse to check and challenge yeah. um, last back end. So it gives me the kind of a good handicap feel that. So you might be onto something there, Andy. So yeah. wish wish you well for that two pointer at, at, at five to one. Good, good luck, um, Nick Nick Davis. To you, sir, for your second best. Right, and I don't normally bet a lot in uh, stakes races. Looking at the market for the Palace House, I'm, it, it's made me into a bet. I mean, everyone wants to be on the, uh, the, the Twilight, the, the bit of the sexy form this year. He's up in class, though. And then you look at the set, uh, the second favourite, Tis Marvellous, Ascot form. And apart from that, you don't really sort of it's it's not a vintage palace house i mean when the deal is done i couldn't put you off that it's beaten twilight twice it's met it but i'm gonna go with saint lawrence now it's had its you know it's had a wind operation and if it it travels very very well and now it's got a king stand entry as well and you look at some of its runs behind uh, Rohan in that uh, in that Ascot race, uh, and he wouldn't be the first three-year-old to find it hard and then come back as a four-year-old. Uh, this is the, so. This is the, maybe the way they think this year, and it's. I think it's a very big price in this field, and I can see it. It's not massive as a pace. I can see it get, getting near the front and going very well in this race at that price. I think it's a very big price. Hmm, this is a very interesting choice. Again, you you're you you're having a James Doyle loving um t- t- tomorrow, Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean this is yeah, I mean this this is this is interesting. Like it's a very interesting choice. Like you said, with a wind up first time, it's it's got it's 
got a little bit of back, a little bit of class there, like you said, Satan to Rohan at Ascot last spring. It wouldn't be the strongest, like you've said, of of, of, of Palace houses. The variant form, uh, the variant stable form, is absolutely red hot. That could be a very interesting call um, at that sort of price, which I believe um, is looking around the twenty-two to one mark. Just checking this. Yep, twenty-two to one. You've got Nick. Are you on? Are you on the nose? Yeah, of course I'm on the nose. I know this is. I, I love this. There's Quentin Franks always on the nose. Nick Davis always on the nose. Twenty-two to one. Two points win St Lawrence in the Palace House. That's three o'clock at Newmarket. Thanks, Nick. Um, it's a great choice. Um, my second best goes in the two forty at Goodwood. It's a it's a Phillies race that that does look really set up for uh, Primo Baccio of Ed Walker's, given that he uh, she escapes a penalty, uh, given that if after August, if you've not won a Group 2 or a Group 1 or a Group 3, you're not going to be burdened with penalties. However, I just delved into this race a bit. Three-year-olds have got a very good record. There's only been seven, seven three-year-olds running the last 10 years in this, and uh, three have won. And um, I was very, very taken with Zambak, um, of, of Roger Varian's at Kempton. I have a rule of thumb that when I watch videos back, if if I if I see a, a debutant do two things wrong and still manage, or, or, or two instances of, of, of bad luck um, and still manage to win, I always end up, I always think they're very smart because A, you need constitution to do that and B, quality. Well, this filly missed the break from stall 13 over seven furlongs at Kempton. Did get dropped in quite nice in the end, though. So that was the bit of luck into uh, end up around the inside. But then what was impressive, approaching the furlong pole, um, she had absolutely no room. Had to switch, which is definitely a late... At that, at that stage of a race, is a big momentum loser. But she had the class to quicken up, get there. When she got there, it's as if she didn't know what to do. As the one on the far side, I believe it's won a handicap of about 80, I think, since uh, of Owen Burroughs. Uh, that was coming back at her, but she just pricked her ears and just went again, as if to say, I've, I've got more left easily. A sign of a quality filly. Um, I'm told as well off, off a few snouts of mine that her work's been very, very good. And I think she's a real promising filly. And 100 to 30 is available with Bet365. And I think uh, whatever she does tomorrow... Um, you know, she will get better and better and better this summer. It's a filly to look forward to. So Zambak, 100 to 30, that's my uh, two-point uh, win selection. Okay, on to our best bets. I'm going to swing it again. I'm coming to you, Andy, for your very best. Right, uh, we're going to go to Punchestown and the 425. So I've got me, uh, me either me Declan Carroll or me um, Catherine Fly hat on here. <laughs> as we haven't got yes. But I'm going to go... Um, as long as you haven't got the Catherine Fry thong on. Thong. Oh. Yeah, Catherine Fry 49.95 Cheltenham Town thongs. Exclusively <laughs> on the Baskerwoods website. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, I don't think, think that would be a particularly... Me in uh, one of those wouldn't be a particularly pretty sight. I'm sure Catherine would be much better in one of those. <laughs> match one, Andy. Match one. Yeah, a lot better. Let's, let's get myself out of that one. Um... Donkey years we're going to go with. Um, I think there's quite a, there are quite a few um, JP runners in this, so make sure we get the right the right cap colour. Uh, but it's in the four the four twenty five at uh, the Pat Taff handicap chase over three miles. Um, I think there's fourteen runners in this. Uh, it's well represented. Mark Walsh takes the ride. Um, 
this horse, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to bottle out and go each way here um, because he does. I mean, if his last three runs, he's traded at 1.33, 2.02, and last time out 1.11. He does travel extremely strongly through his races. So if you are backing him and following me in, you might want to take your stakes back somewhere near the uh, somewhere throughout the race. Uh, or back him each way. That is the, the proviso on this. But I do think he's got a very good handicap chase in him. He's at the right end of the handicap. He ran second to Deffy Blur at Fairy House last time out. Travelled much the best of the race. He might have just run out of a little bit of stamina at the end, but he looks a handicap, you know, not quite a handicap good thing because of the way he finishes off his races. But um, I've got a feeling he might just be able to get home here uh, and he's definitely progressive. Uh, I think he's off a relatively nice weight here uh, at the right end of the can handicap. He's off a mark of 128, he's off 10 stone 10 and he just looks well handicapped in a field where I'd struggle to say much uh, or many are particularly well handicapped. I would point out that the, the Brits have got quite a good record in this race and we have got two challenges in this, Duke Devotion from uh, David Pipes Yard and Harry Fry with uh, Phoenix Way, who's also in the JP Colours. But I'll go donkey years, uh, a point and a half each way. I think he was around 13 to 2 with four places. 13 to 2, four places? But yes, the, you're, but the you're warning actually... is there. But the warning is there. He does travel, but um, if you do want to cover your stakes, I would do so um, at a relatively short prices on the machine. Yep, that's with William Hill at the time of recording. So yep. one and a half each way for Andy at 13 to 2. And hope that goes well for you, mate. So good stuff there. John, I'm going to come to you for your best. This is actually on Sunday. Uh, it's in the Pretty Polly. Uh, not the Pretty Polly, the Daily Estate, sorry. Yeah. And this is Ebeira of the Aga Khans. There's one or two pieces of form on my figures anyway, that suggests she's got plenty in hand of the stout favourite here. Um, she's, that one's not fast to a trend on in my opinion anyway. I, I've seen a few little quirks I wasn't entirely keen on last year and I, I don't need to give me that she'll train on. Um, now unlike a lot of the frog horses, this one's okay on quick ground, so it won't matter if we've got blazing sun tomorrow and he failed to water or anything like that. Mm. Um, she's bred to improve with age, and she's already got it in the bank for me. Um, the biggest worry, I think, would be Super Sumi trying to spot these 15 lengths going into the dip. <laughs> um, but I, I think, given a, a normal, sensible ride, three or four lengths off the, off the lead, uh, going into like, the bushes. Uh, I don't say this having much of a problem tomorrow. I think she'll uh, kick these out of the way. Three points win. No, I, I, you know, I'd probably agree with her. She, she, for me, she has probably one of the the, the best single pieces of form in this race mm. last year when she was second to Broom. Uh, so she ran against the Colts and um, basically second by a length. And I think that wins this, John. So. I think you're right. I think I think you've you you probably spotted a weakness in the fav as well. So good good choice. Hundred to thirty for you, John. Is that all right then for your yeah. three pointer? Perfect. Lovely. Three point now for John. Uh Ebera. Three o'clock on Sunday. That's the Dahlia Stakes live on ITV. Okay, I'll go with mine now and leave uh Davis. Uh <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up with a 
hurler for his three pointer. Last of all, uh, I'm going. Um, I'm going wankering um, mm-hmm. in the three forty at Newmarket. The Guineas. We all love the Guineas. I never back winners in the Guineas, um, so may as well go each way. And I'm very, very keen at the prices. I'm, I, I've been a native trail fanatic really since since, and you've seen the form of the Appleby runners um, today at Newmarket and on, on the Friday and you know it, it's kind of it's just kind of worrying going against the Appleby Yard who obviously got some good carrots um, but Luxembourg for me at 11 to 2 four places and that's across the board four places if, if you're playing I think this is a really shrewd play because um, this this horse is definitely for me going to be the best over 10, 12 furlongs this year. I, I believe that. I genuinely believe it. I believe this horse has got a lot of quality. It can quicken. Um, it, it can it can do a lot. I was so impressed with it last year. Physically, um, everything about it. Um, I was waxing lyrical in the Racing Post trophy. I, I said this is absolute certainty. And I do think that whilst the track's against it, I'm not a, I'm not a fan at Newmarket on the undulations. I like the fact that they've come here because they could have easily have gone for the Derringstown. They could have easily have, you know, and then gone, gone to the Derby, maybe took in the Eclipse, a di- you know, a, a different route, maybe even the French Derby, whatever. I, I don't know. They could, have, they, could, they could have done something a little bit different. But the fact they've come here suggests that they really feel that this horse can, can run to a level. And he certainly has run to a level so far. He's a better horse than Caribus. That's a fact. He's a he's a better horse. W- Conditions-wise, tomorrow, is he going to be better? I'm not quite sure. But I do think he's a, he's a much better horse than Caribus. He's going to be 120 plus over a mile and a quarter. And I just think at the prices, everyone, this is this could be the, the, the one. I'm also saying about the draw. The draw on Friday at Newmarket favoured middle to low numbers you could see there was a center and and the clerk even said the clerk's numbers this morning you know even though it's quite fair uh 7.7 7.6 center 7.4 stand side so stand side was the worst place to be well native trail is drawn where i wouldn't want to be drawn which is very quite very high um and whereas luxembourg's in stall four there's going to be a strong pace so I do think Luxembourg's going to run massive. I'll be surprised if there's four horses to beat Luxembourg tomorrow. I'll be very surprised. Um, there's lots of doubts about many of the horses. Are he quality? Are he will they stay? Will FaZe get the mile? Probably not. We can talk about the race maybe in more detail later in the show. But anyway, 1.5 each way. Luxembourg, 11 to 2. That's where my uh, four places. That's where my uh, colours are lying. Nick, come on to you for your best, please. Right, and mine's best is in the Suffolk handicap over nine furlongs tomorrow. Again, I you look at the Appleby one. Of course, it's had 537 days off. Of course, you can get it ready. Is it going to be over a bet? Probably. Would you want to back one of Fatty's up 20 pound in class after it's won six lengths? <laughs> I think you might have gone skint if you've done that during the years. I'm really sweet on the top weight, and it's got the boy of the moment on it, Matthew Davis. If you look back at the Newbury run when it's lost a shoe, at two furlongs out against uh, Real World and Co., which is far better than Solid Stone, is far better than this lot. It was going well. It's had its knackers off. It acts at Newmarket. It's won here. It's won over the undulations before. 
And I think this will win tomorrow. Yeah. Moving time. Roger yeah. Varian's. Um, I'm, I'm so, hoping for a variable day tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a variant James Doyle kind of day for us all tomorrow. Um, yeah, we, we want more variant winners and and and, and uh, James Doyle and Harry Davis, great for his seven. Um, you know, great hands, really balanced. Um, obviously not the strongest yet, but that's why you get in the seven, and that's taking you down to a very workable mark. So Nick's very very confident. And obviously, this is going to be on the nose. Um, I'm just trying to get the best price for you, mate, here. Looking at the prices, we are looking at 4-1, to one, generally available. It's getting absolutely hammered, Nick. Um, I don't know if you've played... I know, I've backed it already. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's, John Lang, Nick's, done, Nick's been doing the shops in London town. He listens to the show, he knows how it works. He knows how it works. You tip it on the... You back it. And then you tip it on the show, correct? So moving time for Nick at four to one now for his three points, but Nick's had plenty on it bigger. Let 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 let's not be mistaken about that. Fantastic stuff. Well done, Nick. Right, let's come on to the uh, the meet meet of the uh, the action tomorrow and on Sunday. We'll start off with the uh, one fifty at Newmarket, um, which is the uh, six furlong heritage handicap. Of which, uh, as Jad is fifteen to two favourite currently, um, Nick's tipped in the race. Um, uh, could this a... could this race decide the guineas? What happens in the guineas? It could well do. If if you could you could actually see this. If 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 something belts out on the far side, um, and to be honest, that's where the pace is. I believe on the far yeah, side, the pace is all low. Yeah. No, you've got, you've got just another bottle in 10. Just about, yeah. 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 Depends where he goes. It depends where he goes in this. He, he might go, go straight up the centre. Yeah. I agree. It, it can influence them easy. And I noticed today, um, was it one of, one of the Appleby horses? I think it was, Andy might know this one, because um, he pays more attention than I do. Um <laughs> But it, 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 Will Buick on one of the Godolphin horses today went up the far rail. And uh, was, it, was it was it was it native the, the noble truth or the other one? Yeah. Um, it was no noble truth went up the far rail. Yeah, yeah. Well, sort of and I, did a on. And I think that was deliberate. I think I think he did that to see what he felt. Regards, is it any quicker right up there? Because because I thought that was a deliberate manoeuvre. Um, to take it on that far rail. But, Nick, you've got a good point there, are either guineas. Um, uh, thoughts on this, chaps? Obviously, Nick, Nick's tip, tipped um, Apollo 1. Um, have we I, any thoughts? I, th- I think load draws have got this by the bollocks myself because I think if you dare and Mr Wagyu will take them along the, the mm. load boxes, and I think Summergand is primed for a return to farming um, with possibly the pace on his side as well. If he's, got, if he's got the right pace to aim at, I think he could be coming home strong against these. Um, he'd, he'd be a, a fairly solid player for me tomorrow. I'll play him in running because I want to see how quick they go. But if the race is going how I envisage it, and he's still around the 12 to 1 mark in, in the run. I'll, I'll be having a fair old pop, I think. Yeah. 
Mm. No, no, some again as as a bit of class. Andy, any any thoughts from you? I quite like Black Rod, not apart from, yeah. apart from the fact it's the place where I live, but <laughs> but really, it's, uh, it's, it, well, because it's owned by the the guy who owns it, David Armstrong. He's um, has got businesses around here, and he names all his horses after places in the northwest. Um, yeah. Black Rod is obviously the the sort of little village where I live or village <laughs> down where I live. Um, but I do think he's got actually got quite a good uh, got quite a good chance actually because as John's pointed out uh, and Nick has pointed out as well, there's a lot of pace low. You've really only got just another bottle, haven't you? And you've got other bits of pace over there as well. Um, as Jad, that tent that could go forward as well. So that far that far rail, and I'd imagine if you do get. Um, if you do get, um, you know, all the low numbers there, it may well lead to um, a little bit of a shuffle in the um, in the guineas market. It'd be interesting to see if it happens. There's sometimes sometimes an over, complete overreaction, isn't there? I mean, we had that in the the Air Gold Cup. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Um, was it last year when everything was winning up the near side? And who who was it? You stayed far side. It was Kevin Stott, wasn't it? I can't remember the name of the halls now. He played. He stayed on the far side. Played the low alone far and, and won it by about a length. Um, yeah, Bielsa, wasn't it? Was it Bielsa? Yeah, Bielsa. That's it. Yeah, that's the name of the horse. Yeah. Um, so it was like you know, sometimes you can get an overreaction and or and so the other way round. But yeah, you know, it's not a race I'd want to get. Uh, to Maddie and I shall uh, respect Nick's opinion and throw a couple of quid on the machine at um, at um, Apollo One uh, with uh, with Mr Doyle on. Um, I think if I had to if I had to have a bet in it, it'd be Black Rod because um, I, I did like him as a sprinter last year and he's got pace around him. Yeah, yeah. Apollo, that, that's I was ask you, what do you think about the current trend of the last few years of coming up the centre? I'm not a great fan. I mean, I used. I, if I were owned a horse, I'd love it to be up against the rail. Yeah, but you're getting you got, this, if, you've so right, if you've got the right sort of horse, it, 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 there was there was a winner this afternoon um, who I thought came right away from him. He ran absolutely nation's pride. It was, and he was out in the middle of the uh, track, another Godolphin horse, uh, and he ran absolutely gun barrel straight. And you're thinking, well, it wouldn't really worry if he had a, you know, it wouldn't really worry me if he had a a rail or not i think it just depends on the sort of horse but some sometimes you you do think it's better for them to run against it but um he's but you look at you look at replays of guineas about 20 years ago mm. and they're they're jam up against the rail mm. and you look at sort of modern races like you know the spring cup at newbury and things like that they all come the out the middle, yeah yeah i it'd be it'd be um It'd be interesting to see what happens. I'll just say, it depends what happens in this race. It could have a, a big influence on the game because there's nothing else with this really massive field there until you get later on. Yeah, this just looked to me, the Guineas looked mm. a bit rock or Gibraltarish. For younger yeah. viewers, you may not remember that, but, you know, <laughs> if you were a Jamie Hawkwind-Spencer fan... <laughs> John loved Hawkwing. John, 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 would you say Hawkwing's probably the, the classiest horse to get beat in a Guineas? Oh, some question that. I don't know. Mel Rafe was pretty good, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. But I know, but the, the, I know, but the but, thing is, like well, Hawk, Hawk Wing was astonishingly quick. Yeah. You know, I mean, good God, I mean he was coming home over the top of Rocket Gibraltar, wasn't he? I, I I genuinely feel that Hawkwing on his day. I've not I've not I've not seen anything like it. I mean, I know it were heavy ground, but I've not seen a Lockinge win like that ever. He's just incredible. No, it, it, um, that, that was Frank Alesk, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Um, but anyway, that's that's another one for another pod. Um, Two twenty-five. Um, it's the uh, Suffolk handicap. Davis has already dipped his bread. Um, you know, <laughs> smack, smashed the London shops um, on moving time. Uh, there's nothing left for anybody else. Any thoughts on this, chaps? I thought Cap Francais was interesting. First run for Ian Williams. Down £7-ish from his days with Ed Walker. I, I, I like Mr Pace's braiding lines and this Miss Cap Ferris. I think she's really useful road marathon. And uh, I think she throws nice types. The, the change of stable might just freshen him up. I think the fact that they'll be ridden handy because there is a dearth of pace in this race. Um, we'll probably end up with a kilt leading. I mean, when, when, a pace map show, when a pace map shows Dave Simcock horse in the front rank early on, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's time to get the alarm bells going, isn't it? Um, yeah. This one will at least sit handy. Um, the boat James Doyle, which would indicate the main business first time up, I think. Um, I very, very much respect Nick's view with moving time. I disagree with him on the uh, the fatty horse because I think fatty's always held that in high regard. And now that he's got the knackers off, I think can make progress this year. The one I would be against the lately hold up horse, the Godolphin Chain Favourite, because I, I, I think they will stick to the script and sit right out the back. And mm. it might not be where you want to be in this. Mm. No, fair comment. Andy? Uh, I have sort of similar sort of views really. I think it's a bit of a toss up between moving time and, and fatty's horse really. Um I visually I was quite impressed with that run at Nottingham, but I, I sort of take on board that it's you know it is coming up in in grade. It's meant to be six pound well even whether it is or not is another matter. I mean he didn't beat an awful lot, but it visually it was impressive. Um I think I'd probably just favour moving time more than more than anything. Um, Harry Davis, very impressive, and and uh, Roger the Dodger uh, is um, five from eighteen when using a seven-pound claimer in handicaps over the past five years. In fact, if you'd have backed them blind, you'd have made a tasty level stake profit as well. Um, and three of the last six qualifiers have actually won at quite um, quite tasty prices. I don't think you're going to get any of those. Well, sixteens, eights, and fives, but I don't think you're going to get. Um, and you're not going to get anything like that on moving time now. Nick's hoovered up with prices around the shops um, yeah. uh, and left us with the, the scraps on the table. But um, he's been off the track a long while, but he did defy an absence before moving time. So and, and the way the variant horses have been running, I, you know, he has got he's got about if you look at his record um, with horses that come back from long breaks. Um, I've actually got it here because I was looking at his record today. Uh, if you just bear with me a minute, um, if you look at his record um, with horses that have had six months off uh, and start and, and in handicaps and start an SP of less than 10 or well, 10 to one, he's got about a 30 percent strike rate. Man, big so, uh, he, he certainly knows he certainly knows how to get one ready. Let's put it that way. So uh, and moving time, as I seem to remember, is usually ridden fairly prominently as well, which. So I'd sort of split if 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 you sort of force me, I'd split a stake between moving time and um and um uh, and the and fatty's horse, which I've completely uh, fast medicine. The other interesting one in the race is turntable. I'm gonna keep an eye on that one. Um but I'm not convinced of having chatted about the draw now, but I do think that is um 
that, that runs new market pretty well turntable and i think that will that will go quite well as well cheers andy okay no. so wish everyone well in that especially nick with his uh he'll be yeah. collecting in the betting shop sunday and monday i've, I've no doubt it'll take him ages to collect um yeah he has that much on three o'clock new market the palace house uh uh, you know, Nick sort of stressed in this as well that this was far from a vintage uh, Palace house, <sighs> and um, he had a very good bet on St Lawrence. So, so John, I'm coming to you. How many runs will Mondamedge have before the end of the season, John? <laughs> I, I think the spread's um, 26 to 28. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, he, he hasn't got a dance card, has he? They're eating it on a toilet roll. <laughs> I mean, I think this is John's dream Portland horse that I think if John had it and John trained it or owned he'd, it. He'd only run twice a year. He'd have a prep and then the pause. <laughs> 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 um, but, but Anthony seems to answer on this every other week. But anyway, it's, I, I'm, I'm with you, John. I, I don't really get it. I mean, I'm amazed that the horse must have some constitution to keep turning out all the time, all the time, yeah. and running to levels in the hundreds. He'd eat fucking nails, wouldn't he? Yeah. Hello, yeah. Like um, a marine. I, I actually think this is probably the most interesting race of the day for me, mm-hmm. believe it or not, um, because there's one in here I'm desperately gets out of no sort of run, I get stuffed. Because I want to back it at a massive price in the King's Stand later in the year. And that is Zazini. Ah. Because he's run this at some rate dog toilets and it's over past. And he's overcame that at Musselboro last time. Was switched in behind those on the rails and then switched back out and still came through and won causally in the manner of a really good cyclone, finishing off well. The lack of pace here ought not to suit. There's horses that go forward but tend not to lead and like a lead, just sit handy. So I don't think they're going to go fast enough for Zazini here. And I'm I'm hoping they don't because I want him stuffed. Because yeah. I, I want a big, big price for this in the King's Stand, and I'll have a proper solid go at this each way, if that's the case. Um, the one I've actually backed is St. Lawrence, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, you, you might have noticed a little snort when Nick Nicholas <laughs> mentioned that. Yeah. One of you, should, you should have tipped it, and you could have klaxoned it, John. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was actually my fourth choice today. Oh, uh, uh, I know, I think the way the race will be run, it goes forward, knackers off, I think fresh could be the time to catch him. Um, again, I think the fact that there won't be a suicidal pace where they went really quick when Twilight Calls won that handicap last time, that probably won't suit him, they'll ride him the same because of the thick. Um, this is ridiculous at 20 to 1 plus. And I mean ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I listening to Nick's case, like I say, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, he's, I haven't done a, done a whole lot on the race, but like Twilight Calls literally be 
like moderate handy. Well, all right, cla- not moderate handy, but class three handicap. Maybe eight you know. Chances, yeah, night on earth been running against all and sundry all winter. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I just I, I think it, whilst it's nice form, it kind of reminds me of a, a, a sort of you know uh, Epsom Dash form or Stewards Cup form. Yeah. It don't, it don't remind me of winning a Palace house at three to one favourite. And like you said, with the lack of pace. Um, I've, I've got seven of these, Lee, wanting the pace collapse. Yeah. So, that, so leaves, yeah. that leaves us with Atlas Bay, Tis Marvellous, Cadem, which is Charlie Hill, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and when the deal is done, you know, yeah. flattered to be saved maybe a couple of times last year, but wouldn't. Wouldn't be the biggest shock if he bounced back, rain ridden handy in this type of race. You know, you can maybe have a server on him, but well, that's it, Roger Teal. But I mean, the, 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 I think the, the the one thing that um, I think the worry with him is with him being a sort of I think he's quite a heavy horse, and I, I know he's won on quick ground before, but I generally think his optimum conditions, John, yeah. is just with a bit of cut, yeah. Because um, he is he is quite heavy. Um, so I mean, I mean, really, whatever way you look at this, and Lawrence is the bet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is it, listeners. Get on. We can't add any more. St. Lawrence, a case has been made. He should be claxoned. If John had have had the balls <laughs> to, stick this, to stick this up as one of his three, I would have claxoned. Well, if, he, if you'd had the balls to give me fast elections. <laughs> <laughs> is, I know, I should do, really. Yeah, half point selection. There you go. Yeah. 340 at Newmarket is just the small race of the day. <laughs> uh, the, two, the, the 2,000 guineas. Um, obviously, that. Everyone's been banging about native trail all winter. I want to hear what you three think. Um, obviously, I've tipped up Luxembourg, so I'll sit this one out. Right, Nick, I'm coming to you first for your view on the guineas. Oh, well, the last time I backed an even money shot was Godzilla versus Bambi in a match. <laughs> um, if you're on one side and it may not be flavoured I just can't see how you, you're on anti-post here, I can't see how you back it at even money tomorrow he does take a, a little while, it's not an instant acceleration no. and if he's really away from them or he has to come over or everything comes over and he's, and he's behind, you could see something there. I mean, I've seen I've seen even money shots getting stuffed in the guineas before. He should win, but not for me at that price. But I can't put a bet up. That's all. Not there. Yeah. You mean if if you uh, if you want to be snidey, have a uh, have a have a Caribbean Luxembourg reverse fault last. If you hope he gets yeah. in trouble. Yeah. No. 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 That's common sense. Uh, Andy. Um, a bit like Nick, really. I mean. It's one of those, you look at it, and I always look at races this way, you think, well, would I want to back the favourite? No. Would I want to lay him? No. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. one of those. I mean, there are little sort of, there's little niggles about him. I, I like the way he's won his races, but he can hit a little bit of a flat spot in the race. I didn't think he handled the dip, even though he won last time out particularly well, and this is a better race than he won last time out. The ground might be a bit faster, and I don't think it's going to be ideal being drawn out on the wing, but that might be proved wrong by the sprint. 
Uh, I take on board what you said about Luxembourg. Um, I think if you wanted to back Luxembourg tomorrow, you'd be better off backing him for the derby. Um, yeah. Caribus, yeah, he's just not a sort of as flashy. If there was, if there was a one, if there were a couple of horses I was interested in, or one in particular, it would be the one that John put up the other week, Iden, the Barian. Yeah, just Double. dropping in furlong there might be. I think yeah, John expects him to I be in the dump. I don't know about him. He's, you know, he's a possible derby prospect, but you know, for, if you, uh, it's sort of one of those. He thought if there was a few, you know, if someone was going five places, I'd probably have a bit of a each way pop on him. But I'm a bit like Nick, really. I'm, you know, some of these bigger races, you don't have to have a bet in them. Um, and I'm quite happy to sit and watch, to be quite honest with. And, and uh, unless there looks to be a, a massive bias one way on the draw, but you can't always tell us that, you know, we just said with the example of Bielsa. So uh, I'm happy to watch the, the one I'm interested in, uh, Eden or uh, is it Eden or Eden? I don't know which yeah, way. Eden. Yeah, Eden. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the, he's the, he's an interesting horse for the future going forward. So Andy's letting the dog in and gin and pay for Andy yeah. during the guineas. John. Um, the only obvious pace is the kilt. <laughs> Possibly yeah. pressed by a Dubai legend. Um, and I think Point Lonsdale will ensure that those two remain honest because the last thing Aiden will want for Luxembourg is a, a crawl. Um, for me, would, would Aiden do a nasty and tell Frankie to go stand side, taking the few with him and leave the rest on the fast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're cute enough, Nick, to be honest. Um, it certainly crossed my mind to do it. Um, I, I don't think they would do that myself, but yeah, it, it, it's a good plot, you know. Um, for me, there's there's four in it really. I think Native Trail, obviously, Luxembourg, obviously, and maybe not so obviously, Aiden, who I think this is akin to asking a potential 1500 meter runner champion to win the 800 beforehand um i'd have much rather seen him going to a man the quarter in the dante but i don't think he's a rattling good horse it wouldn't surprise me if he ran really well but the the interesting one for me at a sporting price is lucille of richard hammond um for me uh he beats perfect power tomorrow. A sixty-six to one perfect power is about twelve, isn't he? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was coming on better than perfect power close on Yobri. I thought it looked more in need of the race. He's got good form in the tank. Um, I think he's about sixth, sixth on official ratings. I think he's a July Stakes winner. He's got enough pace to burn. 66 to 1 is a bit wonky about that, arse, I think. I, I, I fully take into account uh, Levy's on Tackerib Bay, which I, I, I wouldn't argue with. You know, but Pat, Pat Dobbs is fairly useful on this arse. I, I think uh, 66 to 1 is big on arse. It's going to be ridden handy when there's only the kilt dictating. The Hannans yeah, have got a yeah. good record with um, big price horses in the Guineas down the years as well. Yeah, yeah. 
No, fair play. Okay, right. Due to time constraints, we're going to move on to Sunday and just look at the thousand guineas and then any other business to finish. Um, we'll straight on to the thousand guineas, folks, on Sunday. Um, any views on the Phillies Classic? I, I just think Tenebrism's the one, really. You know. Did you think it was stage, John? Yes, I do. I think she relaxes nice enough. Yeah, um, I think you get a nice quiet ride. He'll drop her in, cover her up, unleash the beast about 300 yards out and be easing up 100 yards out. What do we make? What do we make of the money for Tuesday? Um, the other aid, no, Brian Horse. I think they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Well, I, I I did I did watch Nace and I I, I wasn't that impressed. Um, I know I know obviously she's very well bred, and it's it's it'd be folly to rule out something with her pedigree, um, you know, to not to progress and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I just couldn't, man. Yeah, uh, obviously she she was short. They're probably going on the short head second to Discoveries on debut, which obviously you know is um is is obviously a, a good run. Um, but I do think Discovery's probably was a bit bit value for more than that. Uh, got a little bit hampered in the run, etc. Uh, I watched the French Phillies, and um, obviously Molavath was second in the Breeders' Cup from a wide draw, which was a good effort. But if you Pizza Bianco, the winner, you'd be disappointed if like a, a classic winner like Malavath was beaten by Pizza Bianco coming from a similar position. Um, it would basically say that the Yanks have have better have better Group One fillies than what we do. They may well have if Molovath wins the uh, wins the thousand. Obviously, her form ties in with Zelle. Um, she had more turn of foot uh, in France on on. Yeah, the, she Zelle. she made Zelle look a bit slow, but of course, Farber you know, he, he can bring them on massively from that. Yeah. I mean, Farber as a trainer, you know, you've got to respect because the French obviously spy weakness in the Phillies this year. And my prediction will be the Phillies will be nowhere near up to the Colts, unlike in previous years when we've we've had, you know, Phillies that have, have been dominated over the Colts in terms of quality. This year, I think we're going to be a little bit short with the Phillies. Um, the way I play the races, I'm going to do, I'm going to go all, all in on nothing. I'm going to reverse forecast on the French. Yeah, no, no, I, I can. Do you know what? I can see that happening because, as I said, if Tenebrism doesn't get home, um, we're not that enamored with Discoveries and Tuesday, I don't think. That leaves the French because Miss On Scene is my Oaks filly. Um, I think she wants further. When she ran behind in spirals, she was just plugging on and staying on all the time. And I did mark, I did make her a bet on one of the pods we did a while you, ago. You were a bit pissed off she's running it this late instead of something like the Miosagara. Yeah, I'd like to see her in a in a proper Oaks trial because I I gen, I mean that they, they sent her to Delmar and I was like shocked that they actually did that because a mile round the tightest track in America just about for the mile and and this filly was like needing every yard on good to soften at Newmarket to get up the hill. So what did you know, the Daf Qatar man do. Oh, I know what we'll run at Delmar. It was the worst place I've ever seen. Um, and and now it's the Guineas, which they're fairly entitled to do, but she's not gonna win this on, on quick ground and she's not gonna she'll probably be staying on late, fifth, you know, that kind of thing, sixth, hopefully. But yeah, 
I'm like you, John. I'd like to see in a proper Oaks trial, then to the Oaks. I can see this getting her off her head, and then she'll pull like a twat in the Oak. Well, that's it. That's it because you know you you run it a mile, and then you then if you if you go up in trip, you know then all of a sudden you're not you're not you you haven't been trained for that race. Because so. unless this is a schooling exercise, which would be pretty fucking stupid, all said and done. Yeah, she she's gonna be off it after a furlong, isn't she? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, she's she's not quick enough for a mile. She's not so, quick enough. You know, you could scramble a fucking brains doing this. But... Yeah. Anyway, the, this is what owners do, and they're fully entitled to to make the choices. <laughs> but uh, Andy, anything for you on the thousand? I'll give you a I'll give you a stat against uh, against Tuesday. Um, if you look at the thousand and the two thousand guineas, so both races, it's nineteen eighty nine. If you take the horses with one run as a three-year-old, we've had under three career runs. They're not from 68 in both classics, and Tuesday would fail that statistic. So wow. there's one from left field. <laughs> um, wow, no, no, um, no, no. I think, I, I mean, again, the thousand, I think I'd probably be with Nick and sort of maybe have a look at Malabath there uh, with yeah. uh, Super Sumi on, because uh, none of the others really, um, really float the boat. But... Um, I'll probably be getting stuck into this, you know, more summer jumping. <laughs> uh, Malavath certainly had a, had a turn of foot. Um, I, mm. I just, I ended up watching her back and I, I'm just thinking though, watching Delmar and I'm thinking, mm. you've just got beat to pizza, Bianca. You're only like half length in front of Cashy. All right. That had the run of the race um, from a nice draw. Um, but still, it's just, uh, it's if that wins the guineas, I'll be left going, yeah, we've, 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 she's no star. She's just very good. Um, but that's yeah, that's that's where I'm on the Guineas. Right, chaps. Any other any other business for the weekend that we should be interested in? I think if he brings out Red Verdon with Harry Davis on again, if it's come out of the race all right, I think it's that's it's, it's worth his seven pounds. I think it's got a very good chance of that. He got beaten in a handicap with Wolverhampton and Neck of the same mark, and one mile six two miles is far better than. The test he's, he keeps giving over one and a half miles. Is that Red Verdon? Is it on the Sunday? Is it, it runs yeah, in the Sunday, uh, yeah. the mile and six race. I think I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, the uh, the one fifty race. So Red Verdon there, listeners. Like you say, uh, everyone thought the placing was weird today. Um, um, <laughs> several people I saw on Twitter moaning that Red Verdon um, ran today. But there we go. That's, that's again their choice. But Nick Nick says that if it, if it backs up, okay, could run well. Uh, Andy, John, anything else? Uh, there's one one impossible 25 runner handicap at Punchestown this week, having hit the crossbar twice in these impossible races. I think the Coral Cup form is going to get an out in here. Uh, Camprond, who I think will be much better suited by the quicker ground this time out, got totally done by the uh, by the uh, well by the Clark and the uh, precipitation last time out in the Coral Cup when he finished fourth. Once I'd worked out what was running because they were all mud spattered, but I thought he ran a really good race there. Uh, and fast or slow was second in that race. They're both running the 5:30 at Punchy tomorrow. I think either of those will go close and uh, uphold that Coral Cup form. Okay, interesting. Yeah, the, the Coral Cup is it fast or slow, Camprond. Yep, all, mm. all there. Good stuff, uh, John. Nah, I'm sick of it now. <laughs> the dog needs to come in. Yeah, yeah, John's laying dog in. Um, that's my, spare, my spare ribs are waiting now, lads. Oh, well, there you go. Absolutely. Like, this is it. It's time for us all to go. We're back on Sunday. We hope you've enjoyed it. Bye for now. <laughs>